Hello everybody, before we get cooking, how about I read a fresh 5 star review of this podcast from iTunes, this was posted last Friday by Just Call Me Loach, Looch? I'm saying Loach, Loach? I'm calling it, uh, 5 stars, top notch podcast, been a fan of Zoltan for years, and I finally got to see him live by total accident, wife and I got married in July of 2019, and our honeymoon was a cruise, the allure of the seas. Uh, was shocked to see he was performing on it, so we saw him live a couple times. His amazing sense of humor and charisma really made us laugh, and I'm uh, I'm so lucky the stars aligned. Keep up the good work, Zoltan. We wish you the best of luck. Stay safe. Love. A couple in Tampa, Florida. Come perform here soon. I, I will. I will definitely do that. I don't know if I'll ever perform on a cruise ship again. That industry might be dead, uh, which, you know... I know a lot of people are going to miss it, a lot of people are going to be out of work, a lot of, uh, a lot of countries in the Caribbean will be horribly crippled by it, so I hope it comes back, but I, I'd, uh, I'd rather come perform for you guys in Tampa than ever get on a cruise ship again. Wow, I took that negative, didn't I? I didn't mean to do it like that. Thank you for the five-star review. What about this other one? This other one I already read, I believe. I believe I already read. Mmm... Have I read this one? If I haven't, here's another five-star review. Hooked by the Jessica joke by Foster Fur Babies, May 12th. My foster kittens and I think you are hilarious and entertaining. I first heard your stand-up on Dry Bar and was hooked by then. The segment about your cat, Jessica. This is the new pronunciation of Jessica, by the way. That's written in there. Is absolutely some of the best cat comedy. That's all I'm going for, really, everybody. So many of the topics you discuss resonate with me and your style of humor. Keeps me coming back for more content. Please keep sharing more and more full-length comedy specials like Modern Mail. Well, I need to write more. I need to perform again so I can come up with new stuff. By the way, uh, could you make this week in Zoltan more like every day in Zoltan? Thanks, a Zoltan fan. Thank you very much. Uh, maybe. I, I, I was playing around with the idea of doing this podcast every day, but this thing ended up being more depressing than I thought it was going to be. And trust me, there's some days you don't want to hear my thoughts. There's some days I record this where you're like, well, he should have waited a day. But so, you know, but I appreciate uh, that you're a fan. Thank you for that. All right. Uh, as far as things I'm plugging, speaking of which, Modern Mail, if you haven't watched it, we're over 300,000 views on the old YouTube. Thanks for doing it. Uh, and once again, if you want to support me as a content creator, because I am no longer a stand-up comedian, apparently, um, uh, for the foreseeable future, uh, go to YouTube and sign up, uh, become a member you know, subscribe to the page and then become a member. It's like Patreon. There's three different tiers, buck ninety nine, four ninety nine, and nine ninety nine. You choose a tier, you throw that much coin at me a month. Each tier comes with a different perk, and there it is. I'm done selling stuff. I'm done talking for the intro. And then I have notes. I have stuff to say. I had a really nice weekend. It was the first weekend I felt like this wasn't happening. And it, it's beautiful. I'm, my batteries are still charged from it. And I'm glowing. I'm floating. I'm feeling great. And on that note, why don't we hit the music? This week in And action. Yeah, for the sinking of the video. What's up, everybody? Welcome to This Week in Zoltan. This is episode 293. 
coming at you on a Tuesday. It's a little late. Yeah, I agree. It's Tuesday. It's uh, May, May, come on, Fitbit. It's May 19th. Does it matter? You know what? It does matter. Every week since this damn thing started, I've been talking about how I don't know what day it is. I don't know what time it is. I don't know what month we're in. Is it still 2020? Have we gone like back to the... I don't know. Today feels like today. Today is Tuesday. It's May 19th and it's our day. Yours and mine. Mine and yours. Mainly mine. Yours is yours. Stay away from my day. I'll stay away from yours. How about that? We're owning the day. Is that a little too positive? I'm feeling it. Because I had a good weekend. I, I just needed a weekend that didn't feel like a pandemic. And that's what I did. I did it. I went camping. I left. I went into the woods. And by woods, I mean the desert. So the opposite of the woods. A place that used to be the woods before I got blasted with heat and sand and cactuses and was turned into a desert. I went out there, I went to Joshua Tree, and uh, it was the best thing to recharge my batteries that there could have been. I think camping is the only thing you can do that will make you feel like you're that there's no lockdown, that there are no rules. You don't have to keep six feet distance because there's nobody there. Animals don't abide by that. Plants don't. You're just out there. You're back in time. There's no news. There's no tweets. Cell phone reception's horrible. It's where you need to be. Out in the woods, you have no clue what's going on. No one's upset. There's no woman being ejected out of a uh, red lobster and then having it go viral on Twitter. Nothing. It's beautiful. No celebrities are dead. No one's telling you to take malaria drugs to feel better. No one's telling you it's a conspiracy. No one's telling you to listen to the nerds or don't believe the nerds. It's beautiful. You're just out there with your thoughts, which sounds scary. But as long as you bring good thoughts into the open air, good thoughts are going to make you feel good. I'm telling you, I'm feeling too good. I feel like a motivational speaker. That big dumb, who's that big ogre? You know that guy? Who's that guy? Anthony Robbins, Tony Robbins, he just comes in with his big dumb head and his stupid hands, and he's just like, you gotta see, that's how I'm feeling. My heart feels as big as, as Tony Robbins' giant face. That's how big my heart feels. I just needed two days away from having to wear a mask. Two days away from having to wait in line to go to the grocery store to get a coffee, to, to in my mind figure out if I was enough steps away from the person in front of me. That's all I needed. And it was amazing. And I feel good. And I'm, I've been back for two days and it still doesn't bother me. I'm bounding down the street while everybody is keeping a nice halo of safety away from me. It's beautiful. This is the first time I felt like there's been a light at the end of the tunnel. I feel like we're almost done with this. More and more things are opening. They opened up the casino. A bunch of degenerate gamblers lined up like junkies to go pull the one-armed bandit. And I'm not judging them, alright? Everyone's got a vice. Some people's vice is drugs. Some people's vice is alcohol. Some people's vice is gambling. I'm very lucky that my vice is caffeine and Nutella. 
So no judgment, but I see a light at the end of the tunnel. Slowly, we're going to get to go back uh, to life. Telling you, way too positive. Way too positive, but I'm not going to change. I had a wonderful time in Joshua Tree. I want to I wanna give a special shout out. This is an unsolicited uh, plug. Uh, my uh, dude I went to school with, Jeremy Keen, has a van rental company, like a camper van rental company called Outpost Vans. Let me make sure I'm saying that right, but I'm pretty sure that's the name of the company. I'm going to go on Instagram. Uh, give them a follow. Give, uh, give Outpost Vans a follow. Let me make sure I'm saying the right. Yep, Outpost Vans. Uh, I went over there, rented one of those Sprinter vans that's all campered out. You know, it had a bed, it had a stove, it had a steering wheel. You know, it's got all the stuff. It even had firewood in the back, anti-lock brakes, a bunch of big mirrors that meant nothing to me. I had a great time. I was terrified to drive it. Uh, didn't tell him that because I didn't want him to not give me the van, you know. But terrified. And uh, I pulled it off. Nobody noticed. Nobody knew I was terrified. Pretty proud of myself about that. Emma was there riding shotgun. And the whole drive up, I just played it cool. Ten and two. I just looked like a retired Republican. Just driving a big recreational vehicle. Retired. (laughs) And Republican. And just, I felt it, you know? I felt my heart bleeding. Red, white, and blue. Everyone that zipped by me, I was like, wow, they're living life wrong. You need to slow down a tad. What are you speeding for? You need to get yourself a recreational vehicle. That's where you slow down, smell the roses, smile at jokes that aren't funny because your heart is full, full of Sprinter Van Glee. It was nice. And then once we got there... I turned to Emma and I was like, hey, how did how did I look nervous while I was driving it? And she goes, no. I go, all right. And she's like, where are you? I'm like, my anxiety was at 100. All right, I was white knuckling it. My palms were sweaty. The steering wheel got a little slippery because I sweat so much on the steering wheel. Uh, but I made it there. It's a very maneuverable van. Uh, you, I kind of swerve when I drive. You can't really do that with a Sprinter van because it's a, it's a, it's a big one. All right? It's a big bastard. Uh, the Honda Fit, you can swerve in a lane and stay in your lane, you know? You're not going to hit the da-da-donk, da-donk, da-donk, you know, the lane dividers. But with that big thing, you swerve a little, you're going to make someone in a minivan soil their shorts when they see this heap coming at you. And you're high up, you know? I felt we were as high as, like, a semi-truck. I, I know semi-trucks are taller, but, like... We were almost sitting up as high as like a semi-truck driver, you know? Like I felt like I was on their level, you know? Just a couple of just a couple of gruff men out there driving big rigs. You know? What you got over there? 18 speed? Dang, dang. I don't I don't have that. Mine's still down here, but I respect you and I'm assuming you respect me cuz we're driving big vehicles. We got things to do. You're delivering goods and services. I'm I, I'm 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 I, uh, I'm gonna get away from cell phone reception. We both have a mission, so we went out to Joshua Tree, uh, which it's in the middle of the desert, and it's great. It's the high desert. It's beautiful. They have stuff out there. Uh, the people are interesting. It's mainly meth heads. It's uh, it's meth heads and retirees 
So you were like, are you talking about Florida? And I go, no, there's meth heads, retirees, and then artists, which I think Florida probably has some artists, maybe in Key West or something, or uh, Tallahassee. I don't know. Never been to Tallahassee. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's what uh, Joshua Tree, a lot of terrifying meth heads, like every extra from Breaking Bad. You're like, is that the guy who was friends with Jesse Payne? Like everybody. That's how everyone looks or they're retired and then or us or your people camping. That look like you shouldn't be camping. This is the first camping trip I've enjoyed. I've, I always hated camping. I've never liked it. I'm not a camping guy. I did a whole joke about it. I, you, uh, one of the albums. It's out there. I don't like it because I wear contact lenses. I, people that wear contact lenses know what I'm talking about. You got to take them out. You got to wash your hands. Your hands are never clean on a camping trip. All right, They're always that sticky kind of dirty. You know? They have a little bit of... Your hands aren't smooth like this. They kind of stop every couple centimeters because there's a new patch of grime built into your fingerprints that are slowing you down like speed bumps of germs. That's what you got in your hands. And then you got to stick those in your eyes to take your contacts out. But that wasn't an issue with the Sprinter van because it had a whole sink in there. We had soap. I just did the little thing, popped my eyes out. Everything was good. I didn't have to... Go to a public restroom or anything. Real camping. I guess it's not real camping. There wasn't a tent and we had air conditioning. There was a fan. The van had Wi-Fi. So we actually watched some Netflix. I guess I wasn't, you know, we weren't really roughing it. You know what the roughest part was? No shower. We didn't shower. There was a shower, but it was like an outdoor shower. And there were so many flies around. Like, how clean are you really? Like, yeah, you soaked everything down, but you had, like, ten flies lay on you while you were doing it, and they already laid their larva eggs on behind your earlobes. How clean are your ears? You should have just not done it. So, we did not do it. I built a fire. Ah, oh, I felt like a caveman. I think this was... I don't know. I think this weekend was the first time I ever did my own fire. I don't even know if that's how you say that. But I did my own fire. I, there were some starter sticks involved, but there was just some logs, and then I had a shovel, and I built out a little fire pit, you know, and then I put the starter sticks underneath, and then I built the, the logs in a in an angular, like, teepee-type formation, so the flames build up. I think I saw someone do that once, so I'm like, I guess that's how you do it. And then I took the starter sticks, and I tried to light them with a Bic lighter. That didn't work. And then I tried rubbing them like a caveman. That didn't work. And I'm trying to all do this while, like, Emma's in the back. And she's like, how's the fire coming along? Well, this is going great. And I'm just over there, like, trying to figure it out, you know? I don't want her to know that I'm not, like, a real man. So I'm over there, like, trying to figure the fire out, blowing on it. I never knew what that did, but I did the whole... And I'm trying to, you know, recreate, like, Brendan Fraser and Encino Man where he lost his marbles and he's at the museum and he's, like, starting to fire because he remembered where he came from. And so I'm like recreating that whole scene and I'm like there has to be an easier way and this is a genius idea I came up with. I went into the glamping RV, grabbed a little piece of paper towel, right? Scrunched it up real tight, put the starter sticks under the teepee, lit the paper towel, put that under the fire sticks. That fire caught the fire sticks, the fire sticks caught the log and I became a man. All right? Like a Jewish boy at a bar mitzvah, I became a man that day because I started a fire 
at 32 years old, in the middle of the desert, with nothing but my wits, and five logs, and two starter sticks, a scrunched up thing of paper towel, and a Bic lighter. Man, give me some kids to take care of. I am obviously ready. This is a rite of passage. You don't know how big of a deal that is for a dude who grew up without a dad. It's a big deal. I started a fire. I drove a big van. I started a fire. I peed outdoors. I mean, what more do you need? Where is my gun? Wait, does the government just mail me a gun now? I feel like they should know. I posted about it on Instagram. Where is my 12-gauge? Give me one of those 12-gauges with, like, the two barrels... I want one of them, not side by side, up and down. Give me one of them with the thing and the bandolera with the bullets. Give me the suspenders with the bullets and the gun. I started my own fire. I'm a man today. My vote should count as two in November. Because I'm good at it. Because <laughs> I'm a caveman. I don't know. I feel so... I'm still high about it today. I built that fire four days ago. Four days ago. Look at me gleeing about it now. Like I won the Olympics or something. Like I got medals hanging around my neck like I and I'm wearing a red, white, and blue tracksuit. That's the that's the glee that is radiating out of my pores right now. Because I started a fire four days ago. Four days ago. It made me feel great. It's wonderful. What else did we do? Started a fire, we watched the stars. Not gonna lie, every noise that happened in the wilderness was terrifying. Boy, does it get dark out there. As soon as the sun went down, fire came up, and we're just hanging out by the fire, listening to some tunes, because we also brought a Bluetooth speaker. That's what I'm telling you, it wasn't real camping, it was glamping, but I started a fire. Um, I peed on the fire to put it out. I put it out correctly. That's the other thing about the fire. I put the fire out correctly all right i remembered when i was a kid and Smokey the bear had a cartoon like ad commercial that would come on in between cartoons and he goes do you know how to put out a wild or put out a wildfire do you know how to put out uh, a campfire they go you pour it out and you put dirt on it and then you pour water again and then you stir and so that's what i did except i didn't want to use up our drinking water so urine urine's better than water because it's gross that's really going to put the fire out you're not going to, what are you going to put, purified drinking water on this fire? Or urine. Urine will put it out. Or make it worse if you're really unhealthy. If your urine makes fire worse, you need to go to the doctor. Like if you pee on a fire and it goes, like you farted on it, immediately to the pediatrician or whatever is right for you. But yeah, I peed on it, put it out, put some sand on it, and then peed on it again, and then I stirred it. Put the fire out like a man. I built the fire like a man. Put it out like a responsible man. Where is my gun? Who is sending me a, a, an assault gun? That's what they're called. No need for safety lessons for me. If anyone's like, excuse me, do you have your safety? I did it good card. You know, I think they have that like a gun handler's card. Do you have one of those? Don't need one. I successfully started a fire. With nothing but my wits, put it out with my own urine and a manly shovel. Just hand over the firearms, por favor. I think if you use Spanish, they just give it to you. What, is, what does any of that mean? 
Um, he had a good time. It was uh, it was a great trip. We cooked. Uh, I didn't cook. I did the dishes because uh, she's better at it than me. Her food is her food tastes better than me. You know that's important. Where you're like with somebody. If you're in a relationship, you know they they have all those like uh, you can be traditional about it. You gender roles. I'm gonna go out. I hunt. I provide. You stay home and cook and clean. But I don't really hunt and provide. Um, but she's a better cook than me. So what I do is I do the dishes. See? Even. Balance. Harmony. You know? You spend a lot of time in the kitchen making delicious meals because you know you do it better than me? Excellent. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the dishes and make the bed. Teamwork makes the dream work. I am so full of it today. I am full on Tony Robbins right now. I didn't feel like I was going to be this high. I'm not like high on drugs. I'm just like high on life right now. Although if there was ever a time to be high on drugs and experiment with things you haven't done before, it's today. Did I talk about this on last week's episode? I don't know. But if I didn't, I'm doing it now. And if I did, let me reiterate. If there was ever a time in life to experiment with drugs, it's right now. It's during the lockdown. You got nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. What, are you going to get fired? I mean, if you're laid off, drugs. And I'm not talking about, like, meth or something or hair. I'm not talking about the dangerous, not fun ones. I'm talking about the ones where, like, you know, if you love it, you get a van and you follow a band around the rest of your life. Like, try one of those, you know? And if you end up loving it and you follow a band around the rest of your life, those people seem to live a good life. They seem happy about it anyway. I'm saying try those drugs. The ones where you, like, you really push, like, a, an album on somebody. And then they go, yeah, yeah, yeah I've heard that album. And, and But then you go, yeah, but did you hear it? You know, become one of those people. You know? Tie-dye shirt. You made it. Yeah, you make your own clothes, maybe. One of those drugs. I haven't tried them, but if there was ever a time, it's right now. You got nowhere to be. You have no responsibilities for the most part. Unless you do, then I guess don't try them. But if you're like me, give them a shot. You never had alcohol? Try alcohol. You're a parent? Let your kids have some wine. Be French about it. Be French for a week. That's like... See, I'm starting to look at this pandemic from a positive side. And it's, you can be anything you want, because right now we don't have any responsibilities, and there's a check coming in the mail. Alright? We're in a utopia, if you think about it. Right now is a utopia. Hopefully you guys got signed up for unemployment if you got laid off, or there's stimulus money coming. And this is a time for you to be you. You can take you and your family of four and go, bonjour, we're French this week. And then you guys tell little jokes and everyone laughs all French. <laughs> you know, be stupid with it. Have a great time. And if the kids are all uptight, pour them some wine. They'll get in the mood. Maybe you got like a preteen or a teen and he's like, I don't want to be French. Well, wine. And then he'll be over there going, ha ha, ha ha ha. It'll be great. Everyone's going to have purple teeth. It's going to be fun. That's the first time you should drink anyway. It should be wine with your family. That's how I feel like everyone's first drink should be. 
It wasn't mine, but if I could turn back time. For all the great times that I've had drinking wine with my mother as an adult, I think the first time I had a beer, I don't even know, I was a teenager at some time. But I kind of wish that before that moment, my mom and I had a moment with some wine where we just talked, I don't know, let's, let's call it 14 or 13 or 12. 12. How old was I at 12? 98. You know, she's talking to me about work or whatever, and I'm talking to her about Michael Jordan's retirement, whatever was important to me at that time. Something there. That's how everyone's first time should be. Drinking with your family, a little bit of wine. And by the way, if you're an alcoholic or in recovery, this message isn't for you. So don't even bother leaving a comment. If, if you're in recovery, congratulations. Stay on the straight and narrow. More power to you. But if you're not, pour some wine down your kid's face. Why am I not a dad? I should be a dad. I'd be a cool dad. You know, get a good joke every a good, you know, make them giggle a little. Take them camping, start a fire, drive a van like a dad. Yeah, give them a little wine on the side. They'd be like, hmm, that's kind of cool. You know, he's a bit of a dork, but kind of cool. I'd dig him. What else happened? Oh, I got to drive that giant van. I know, I keep I keep talking about this van, but it was the most exciting. It was so cool. I got to drive this big vehicle, you know? Hey, you don't say vehicle for small. I, have, I drive a Honda Fit. Honda Fit's my daily driver. I don't, I don't refer to it as a vehicle, all right? It's a car. That big Sprinter van, 20-some-odd feet, too big to get through a drive-thru, that's a vehicle. You hit the H, all right? That's just a Honda Fit. That's just a motor transport. It's a it's a car. It's a car. C A R. Three letters. One syllable. Car. One syllable. Boom. Big ass van. Vehicle. Do you have a license to operate this vehicle? Yes, I do. And it's the same license I used to drive the Fit. But that's besides the point. I got to drive this big thing, and on the way back we hit wind. Hard wind too. And, uh, I had driven through the desert with wind before in my little car, and it pushes your car, but when you're driving like a Sprinter van that's all profile, that whole van is profile, it catches, it's like a, it's a metal kite. That's what, essentially what you're driving. You're driving a big dumb metal kite, and that's what I'm doing. It's hitting the wind, dude, for, I think we were on the 10, we, we had to drive through the desert before we really got back into like Riverside County. I, th- I would say an hour at least. At least an hour of just... <laughs> wind. Just plastering the side of the Sprinter van. Shoving me so hard, I had the wheel cocked at about a 130. You know, if this is noon, 130. That's how I had to drive it. But constantly adjusting. Like, it would ease up and I'd be like, alright. And then it'd come back in and be like, ha <laughs> got you again. Whipping me around. Try not to kill us. Try not to kill the other people on the interstate. Like a man. Oh, you need these moments in life, you know? Camping, starting a fire, driving a van. Like a man. Now he just needs some abs or a hairy chest. Those are the two things. If you don't have abs and you got like a beer belly, hairy chest. Or have abs and a clean chest. Or if you have abs and a hairy chest... Get in front of me in line for everything. 
You are full of testosterone, and I'm just, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm inferior. I want some chest hair. I got three. I got like three hair. You can't even see them in this thing. I don't even know if the zoom on this camera is strong enough to get the three little eyelashes I have grown out of my clavicle. It's about all I got. I want some more chest What are the tips on getting more chest hair? I'm trying to think. I'm not waiting for you to answer. This wasn't the scene in Blue's Clues where, where he goes, what was Blue saying? And then there's like a pause so the kids can yell. And then he's like, ah, is it the salt shaker? Uh, I don't know what you're supposed to do. Maybe I'm supposed to shave the three eyelashes I have grown out of my clavicle. And then it will grow in thicker. And then maybe a fourth one will pop out. And then I keep doing that. And then before you know it, just a thicket of man fur coming out of my chest just wafting in the breeze you ever see that you ever see one of those like a david hasselhoff type remember him baywatch this was him at baywatch this is chest hairs he's just waiting in the breeze waiting for waiting to save someone's life waiting till someone was struggling in the tide so he could run with his little shorts and go use his testosterone to save somebody just waiting Almost like a cat's whiskers. Like, can I fit through this area? These are my curb feelers, you know? What a man. One day, maybe in my 50s. I'm turning 33 on Saturday, so maybe 20 more years after that. I can stand on the beach in all my glory. Just my chest hairs wafting in the wind. Ah, must feel nice. One day. I'm proud of the three I have, by the way. I didn't mean to shame them, because that's not going to make them grow faster. I'd like a baker's dozen. You know? I don't want all the chest hair. Just give me a good thicket. Give me a patch. Yeah? Just a little something. A little something. A little something that I gotta keep. Groom. Edge. Trim. Prune. Something. I wanna do some gardening on my chest. That's all. Like a man. Like a man. <laughs> um... I took some other notes. What? How long have we been? Where are we at? All right. Everything's still recording. Perfect. When did we start this? It's one thirty. Twenty-seven minutes in. Rambling. Okay. Good. I. Sorry. I looked at three different things to check the time. I checked on my computer. That thing doesn't say it. I checked on my watch, but I didn't remember when we started. We're at 27 minutes. We're going to wrap it up here. Uh, Trump was called morbidly obese. Uh, Nancy Pelosi called Trump morbidly obese. I didn't watch it. Uh, I saw it trending on Twitter. And then they're like, do you want to see the video clip? And I'm like, why? I, you just told me what she said. I, I get it. Here's the thing about morbidly obese. How have we not rebranded morbidly obese? How is that? How is that still... The term for it. Morbidly obese. We've, like, special needs is, like, our seventh word for it. Special needs is, like, the seventh or eighth name we've come up for that, for special needs. And we know, we already know, as a, as a society, that that's going to be deemed the wrong thing in, like, what, two more years? In two more years, we'll have another word besides special needs. 
But Special Needs is the seventh rebranding of that thing. How is morbidly obese still the thing? It's time to rebrand, all right? That sounds, morbidly obese sounds like you already died and then your corpse is fat. That's what it sounds like. Morbid is, it sounds like we're talking about a fat corpse. Hey, that fat dead body over there. Hey, that's offensive. That morbidly obese corpse over there is what you mean. How have we not rebranded morbidly obese? Let's get on that. Social justice warriors, what are we doing? Get together. I used to be considered morbidly obese. I didn't like it. That sucked. And it's a doctor telling you that. That's what hurts. Like, if a politician calls you morbidly obese, you're like, wow, what, all right. But if a doctor does it with, like, a lab coat and he's got this, the stethoscope around his neck, you're like, this feels official. This feels like it's being put on my permanent record. Let's rebrand it. I don't even know what we would call it. Huge. I'd rather be called... Like, if I was... Back when I was heavy, I'd rather someone just call me huge than morbidly obese. Yikes. Morbidly obese. How fat are you? Morbid. It's morbid. It's... I don't... We need to rebrand that. Morbidly obese, yeah, it sounds like a, like an NC-17, you know? It sounds like an NC, NC, I can't even say it, NC-17 rating. Remember when the movie theater was still open? Remember when we were allowed to be in public? Do you remember those days? And you'd go to a movie and like rated R was the worst, but every once in a while they'd slap an NC-17 on a movie and you're like, are we about to watch porn? What is this? What, what did we just buy a ticket to? I don't even think I've seen an NC-17 movie. Recommend me one, and I'll watch it, because I kind of want to know what that rating means then. Because I've seen a lot of rated R movies, and some are definitely worse than others, but... Boy, did I sound like a goober right there. I've seen a lot of rated R movies, I'll tell you what. You know, I like to live a life. I like to cut loose. Get a couple claws in me. Maybe go on the old Amazon Prime. Purchase something that's not even available for free. Or included with my subscription, dropping a little $4.99 in there, rent a little R-rated movie. I like to live on the edge a little bit. It's Saturday. Let's do it up proper. Anyway, I am seeing a light at the end of the tunnel with this thing. Uh, I'm in California, and so and California has been one of the strictest. I feel like we're going to open all of our stuff last, as far as the United States goes. And... And they said in the beginning of June, we're going to do like a salon so I can fix my beard, get my hair cleaned up a little bit. I'm excited about that. They're going to start sporting events with no crowd. Um, but I feel like every step that we get closer is one step closer to where I get to go back on stage, which I can't wait. I'm counting down the days. I'm ready. You know, like a couple weeks ago, I felt like there was no light at the end of the tunnel. It was just worse and worse news. And now I'm, I feel like we're getting close. Like, I know it's still far away for it to be back to 100% normal, this never happened situation. But I feel like we're making steps, and it's exciting. It makes me happy. It's just a, a, a glimmer of hope. That's all you need in life. No matter what's happening, you just want some hope. 
If you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, that is really depressing. But when you kind of see it, you're like, oh, 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 we're about to be out of this damn tunnel. I'm ready for it because I am claustrophobic. But I'm seeing it. I was talking to my comedy friends, and by the way, no expert, all right? The person I was talking to has no medical degree. He's not a virologist. He's not a politician. So not only do we not know anything, we also don't have any power. All right? So pure speculation. Guessing. Not even an educated guess. Can't even call it a hypothesis. Just a shot in the dark. We're thinking July. To where... July, August. To where we might be able to go on stage and do stand-up. For maybe not a full crowd. Probably not a full audience. But for some weird setup of stand-up comedy think in august or july and i can't wait there's a light at the end of the tunnel just give me some hope give me some hope and you're giving it to me making me feel good about myself um yeah because i am not doing a zoom show i can't do it i think i'm gonna hold out i think the only badge of honor i can get from this whole situation is if i go the whole time without doing a zoom show and I no knock on any comic that does it. I've talked about that before. No knock at all. I just... My main fear of doing a Zoom show is bombing in a place I can't leave. And that's right here. My living room. Like, I gotta stay here. I gotta stay here. I live in a studio. Where do you want me to go? You want me to walk over to my kitchen? You want me to go lay in my bed? You want me to go stare at the door? What do you want me to do? Because the worst thing, when I used to do regular stand-up in live places, at comedy clubs or bars, whatever, th- small theaters, whatever the venue was, if you bombed, you could leave. And you just scratch that off the list as places you don't go. Kind of like when the Simpsons like had that one episode where they got banned from another state and they hit an X on the map. Like, yeah, we don't go to Wyoming anymore. That's kind of what I would do. You bomb at some brewery, and you're like, yeah, guess who doesn't drink this beer anymore or goes to that place ever again? This guy. But you can't do that here. I gotta bomb here and then move? Huh. I'm gonna try to wait it out. Obviously, if this thing goes forever, I'll eventually cave. But as of right now, it ain't gonna happen. I want to do it. I want to do it the way I did it from before. That sounded smart the way I worded that. You can tell. I got a good head on my shoulders. That's my plan. Mm, it looks like I'm sticking to it. Big things. Big things. Um let your kids drink wine. Definitely did that. Turning 33 on Saturday. This is what I'll leave you guys on. I'm turning 33 on Saturday. I'll tell you more about it in the next episode. Um, it's exciting. I'm going to have my birthday during the pandemic, which is pretty neat, you know? Maybe I have a small gathering. No one will hug me. That's my favorite part of birthdays, a good hug. Uh, but I was trying to think of the positives. Having a birthday during the pandemic means everyone that's there, you, you're going to like. Because I've had a few birthday parties where some people show up, you're like, I don't even like that guy. But you can't kick him out, you know? I mean, you could, it's your birthday, but you don't want to make it weird. And plus, you don't know yet if he's brought a gift or he's going to buy you a drink. And you're like, I'll feel him out, but I don't like him. But now, no one's going to be coming by that you don't like. You can be straight up. You're like, dude, we don't have enough space for you to be six feet away from everybody. No, no, you're banned. You're banned. 
There's a pandemic. Stay home. It's beautiful. I'm trying to stick to the positives. No matter what kind of birthday celebration I have, everyone there I'm going to like. And it'll be, it'll be solid. I think that was the last thing I had to tell you guys. I wrote everything down. Uh, let me do this. I want to read all of the uh, people at the cat person level that have signed up. Once again, I'll plug that. If you want to support me as a content creator, since stand-up is dead uh, for the foreseeable future, uh, go to YouTube. Subscribe to my YouTube page, first of all. If you don't already do that, join the thirty over 30,000 people that subscribe to my YouTube page. And then look into possibly being a member of, uh, of my channel. And what a, being a member is, it's like Patreon. It's like signing up for Netflix. Uh, you send me money every month saying good job that's probably not the best way to sell that but that's what this is and there's different tiers you can uh there's a 2.99 a month tier or 1.99 a month tier a 4.99 and a 9.99 and the 9.99 one is the one most people have signed up for and thank you very much for doing that that is the cat person level and i want to read those names these uh lovely folks that have signed up at that level uh right off the top uh, Ema, Catherine, Maya, Tat P, Alan Nugent, Jonathan Kinsey, uh, someone going by the handle Coastal805, Samori Augusto, Laura Hornstra, uh, Ilea Jungworth, Danny Cox, Diane Norton, Laura Rolson, Judy Dean, B1 Bailey, Supreme Coalition, Susie Wilson, Jamie Bassett, Amarley Garrison Quay, Amanda Scharfenberg, uh, Jing Yomi and Sarah Santo Zanto. I know it's Hungarian. Why can't I get it right? And Marilyn RX. Thank you guys very much for doing that. And uh, thank you guys for listening. I'm gonna end the video right here, and we'll figure uh, we're gonna finish up on the audio version with the song of the week. But until then, to you video people, ciao. Hey, off. There we go. And to you guys, still listening on the iTunes, thank you very much for doing that. Uh, leave a five-star review and a comment on iTunes, and I'll read it in the opening buffer. How about that? Hmm? You guys already know that. Let's do a song of the week. My favorite band, Metallica. I don't know if I've already played this on the show, uh, but it's definitely worth playing again. Metallica did uh, an acoustic cover through a Zoom meeting of Blackened. It's called Blackened 2020, and I'm going to play it for you guys right now. Other than that, I hope you guys have a great week, and I'm going to be 33 the next time I talk to you guys, and I'll tell you how that goes. Maybe it'll be horrible. Maybe it'll be great. Maybe I'll get a carrot cake. Who knows? But until then, here's Blackened 2020, and you guys have a great week. Am I even connected to this? There we go.